Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm Zangief, I'm bad guy. Hi Zangief. I relate to you, Ralph. When I hit bottom, I was crushing men's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. <laughs> and I think, why do you have to be so bad, Zangief? Why can't you be more like good guy? Then I have moment of clarity. If Zangief is good guy, who'll crush men's skull like sparrow's egg between thighs? And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. Right. I'm sorry. I just I, you lost me there. Zombie, bad guy. Hi, right, zombie. Zangief saying labels not make you happy. Good, bad. You must love you. Now let's close out with the bad guy affirmation. I am bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and if that's not bad, there's no one I'd rather be than me. Welcome to ending. I feel so disrespected right now. (laughs) Nathaniel got the please wait finger from Greg. Mm -mm. (laughs) Welcome to Dearly Debated, the show where you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. I'm your host, Nathaniel Evanson. Oh man, I was waiting for a clever name. You're right, you're right, you're right. I didn't even know. I I thought of mine, but since I was introducing myself first, you know what? You're so old! It's Nathaniel Evanson. And I am Greg. No, Prince. <laughs> and I am Jason. Why so serious, Daniel? And we today are going to be talking about villains. You love to hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, this week in history, maybe uh, for the week of August third in 1854. Uh, sorry, actually, I'm going to start with the oldest one. In 1717, France and Russia signed a friendship treaty. As both signers were of short stature, the treaty became known colloquially as the We Comrade Treaty. That was an incredibly clever joke that none of you appreciated. We Comrade. I think I think your entire We Comrade. His- I'm gonna I'm gonna let that linger until you guys laugh. We Comrade. Ha ha. Ha ha. Nailed it. <laughs> In 1854, Henry David Thoreau published published Walden. Uh, the first in a long-running series of visual observational puzzles where the goal was to find a particular man, Walden, amongst a sea of other characters. Walden is believed to be modeled after Thoreau himself. Oh no, sorry, I mixed that up with Where's Waldo. In 2012, Oscar Pistorius became the first amputee runner at the Olympics. He was initially denied entry when officials noticed his prosthetics had rocket-powered skates attached to them. He was permitted to compete upon their removal. In a later interview, Pistorius said, Look, Show me where in the rulebook it says you can't strap 10 pounds of jet fuel to your shoes. It's not doping. I didn't ingest anything. Evil Knievel would have gotten away with it. And I have nothing but respect for Oscar Pistorius. I just thought it was a funny joke. 
All right, so with that malarkey out of the way, villains. So what makes a good villain? Okay, let me just start with this. Who is the first character you remember and thinking like, ooh, that's a bad guy? Oh, he's, he's a bad guy. I'll tell you who mine was. Oh, man. Uh, Rothbart in the... Princess Bride in the Swan Princess. Swan Princess. That's the yeah. first time I remember watching a movie and being like, "Oh my gosh, he's so evil." He's he's a he's an angry dude. He's also got a Fu Manchu, which is he does, and, and he, he rocks. Balding. He rocks. He literally looks like like alternate Hulk Hogan <laughs> walking around there, but with dark. He, he was walking around going, "Yeah, brother." <laughs> um, man, a first one whew, that you can remember, like as a kid being like, oh, "He's doing bad things, mom." He's doing bad things. You know, it might be it might be Emperor Palpatine. I remember being very scared of him um, mm-hmm. as a kid. I just remember thinking. I remember it's funny. This is this is this is a true thing. I used to think that his electrocution in Episode Six. That's what like like the more he did that would turn you into looking like him. And, and, and ironically enough, right. <laughs> in Episode Three that happens. But as a kid, when I would watch the scene where Luke's getting electrocuted, I was like. It wasn't necessarily that, 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 like, the way that they did it in Episode 3, like, he would just start looking like the Emperor. I thought it was going to turn him evil. Like, that was just actual evil coming out mm-hmm. of him. I just, I found him to be a very menacing person because I found Darth Vader to be kind of scary. And here was this guy that Darth Vader was, like, bowing down to and, like, in his shadow and very scared of. And he just, he was just super scary to me as a kid. Probably the first one I remember. Hmm. I think, for me, it's probably Jafar from Disney's Aladdin. Who I reference? Thank you, man. Either that or... Any villain character that appeared in Batman the Animated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the first villain? It's Joker, isn't it? Man Bat. First... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First Man Bat, yeah. Man Bat. Yeah. 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 I think Joker shows up Interesting in the that uh, Rothbart is uh, he's essentially he's Man kind Bat. Of, kind <laughs> of a Man Bat. <laughs> kind of a knockoff. beast. <laughs> it's not what it seems. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch that movie. It's so good. It is good. It is a great um, movie. Yeah, all these are going right over my head. <laughs> Bro, Swan Princess. <laughs> So good. Sleep Swan Princess Swan 2 Princess. and 3, and apparently there were like 7 of them. Oh, gosh. Did you, oh, did you, now we have to watch them all. Do you, you hear about this? Apparently at some point they switched to like 3D animation, and it's, it's about... It's, really? Really. Hold oh, on, man. let me pull this up for you. I can't imagine John Bob as a 3D. we got to get off this topic, because <laughs> poor Jason, he's, he's, he's lost. Anyways, oh, uh, so first, ex- I am the senator. All right, we're back on track. I am Sam, I am. <laughs> um, Do you like green eggs? Okay, so for me, it was the Emperor. Uh, Jason, it was uh, Man-Bat. And mine was you, also Man-Bat. Roth, Rothbart, who's kind of Man-Bat. <laughs> kind of Man-Bat. Yeah, I, I think villains are interesting just because they've evolved even in like storytelling in any facet, whether it's movies mm-hmm. or books or whatever. Like like having a like a diabolic villain who has like motive and purpose is kind of like a newer age thing. It, it, mm-hmm. It's definitely like the phase we're in now is like that's big time. Like yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. it's like the cool thing to do to have a villain who's like, yeah, I, I could kind of get on board with this, right? Because that is what makes a good villain, right? What makes a good villain is, is is to have a villain who whose motives are all good. Everything's going well. You're like, all right, good. Hate the bad guys. Hate injustice. And then, then they're like, therefore, burn down half the world. You're like, okay, I was on board with you until mm-hmm. the last part. <laughs> right, that's, right, that's, right. That's what makes good villains because you can follow their motives and you can even see... That's why Breaking Bad is such a good show because it shows this guy who's kind of like likable. He's kind of a dorky chemistry professor or just a teacher, not even a professor. And slowly throughout all of these seasons, he turns into this like mafia boss, essentially. And you're like, wow, that was a really slow progression. I even found myself like on board with you 
through like some of the rougher parts where I was, and then like I had to eventually just jump off board with this guy and let him continue becoming evil because I liked him until this point. And so it was such a cool depiction of like how like how a villain becomes a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. And and movies that do in books and things like that do a good job really do make you toe that line a little bit but but kind of clearly stay. It can't be like too right it can't it can't be Spider-Man Two, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, <laughs> where you're like the villain's actually just a normal guy who like everybody just shit on, <laughs> and, like, and like and like and like you guys are all jerks. You're still being jerks. And what? didn't they kind of try to repeat that in Amazing Spider-Man Two with Jamie Foxx's character? That's, that's, no, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Doc Ock because he's kind no. of he's kind of he's pretty he's pretty other than I mean, the part where he's like. The tentacles take over his mind. Well, basically. yeah, the tentacles are taking over his mind. That's why Doc Ock is crazy. But he's also like harming people, and he's like, yeah, he's yeah, killing people. You said Spider Man too. You didn't say Amazing Spider Man too. You I, do actually. I, have I did to correct it right afterwards. He but did correct. My point being that you can't go too far in either direction. You go yeah, too yeah. far in one direction, and you just got insane, crazy bad guy. Why is he bad? See, because I'm bad. Okay. Not well, very compelling. I, I, I was going to say, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had extra villains thrown in there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a really end. good movie. You also had kind of a goblin. You had a robot rhino man. It was such a good movie. They, they were like, you know, what, what's good in a movie? A villain. So, what's triple, what's three times three as good as that? Three villains. <laughs> yeah, just like in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> well, Spider-Man Three was like it's like it's like this what's perfect formula to, mur- to murder. Emo's in, right? Kids, kids these days like emo. <laughs> I swear, I think those old Marvel movies have this formula when they secretly want to end the franchise. They're like, if it's if, if it's if it's X-Men, they're like, just throw Phoenix in there; it'll end everything. <laughs> and that's what they did both times. Brian Singer it, it, was like, get me out. Yeah, it, it, it ruined both of them. And then you have the same thing with Spider-Man. You're like, hey, just overflow it with villains in one in one single movie. They're like, we did it last time; it worked. Do it again. It worked so well. And, and, and the thing is, in like a Series, you can do, you can have multiple villain arcs because you have a lot yeah. more. You have eight hours or, or well, twelve hours well, rather than two hours. Just think I mean, of how two hours it really has to. Just be think like of how good um, uh, the Dark Knight did with that, where it's like so subtly you slide Two Face in there. Which, in my opinion, Two Face is is a strong enough villain to he could have held his own movie. Oh yeah, yeah and he yeah, didn't yeah, need uh-huh. to get like he was kind of wasted pretty quickly. But it didn't ruin anything. No, right? I mean, like, no. it was it was it was done subtly. No. And it was done well, and you had two character arcs, and that was kind of like Joker's whole point. And yeah. and he proved his point yeah. through yeah. creating a second villain, which was really interesting. And like, uh, it was just like you can do it well. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. Clearly, Spider Man movies. Yeah. yeah. So so I think you have you have a couple of different villain <clears throat> archetypes that you can have. You can have obviously the one who's just a foil to the to the to the uh, hero, sure, like the Joker. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's nothing redeeming about the Joker, but he's a very interesting counterpoint right. to Batman. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can obviously have the the conflicted villain, um, or the villain that you're kind of like, no, he's right, like Killmonger. Mm-hmm. The conflicting villain, like Doc Ock. I'm trying to think of a someone who, who's Thanos. a villain, but they don't stand up. But he was he was my example, like mm-hmm. like my 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 point where it's like, okay, here's a guy who did come from a world where overpopulation did end everything right so the motive there makes some sense to say hey okay. this is a problem maybe we should address it for movie I'm, I'm with i'm with you on that on that front like yeah, hey thanos yeah. how's it going i'm greg i'm with you. okay wow that was a really big problem it ended an entire planet well let's talk let's have this discussion let's go and talk and he's like no we're gonna kill half of everybody and he's like i'm jumping off board man i'm no longer on your team and like that's like that that's a compelling villain that you can yeah, yeah, kind of follow yeah. let's mm-hmm. let's let's circle back to thanos in a bit okay right and then you can have obviously the villain that's just so cartoonishly evil that you're just like, who is this person? <laughs> you know, how, how do you get to this level of, you know, imagine like like uh, in, in Glorious Passage where Hitler's just like throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. That That's, <clears throat> those villains are just 
ridiculous. Let me give you an example of, of one of those. So there is this book called Angel Maker. The the villain is it has something I can't trying to remember. It has something to do with basically someone created these mechanical bees. Now don't ask me how this works. <laughs> they explained it, but I don't remember how it works. Is this basically, an episode of Black Mirror? Yeah, exactly. These mechanical bees it, it removed free will. Because they told you what was going to happen. So everyone knew what was going to happen, so therefore it removed free will. It, was, it actually raised some really interesting philosophical points. It, it did. It handled them very poorly, but it raised some interesting philosophical points. But there was a villain. And this villain was so stupidly evil, he kept throwing in scenes where he's like torturing, he's crucifying a priest and like, haha, where's your god now? And it serves zero purpose mm. other than for him to be ridiculously cartoonishly evil. And I'm like, it's not good characterization like i can't i can't uh, yeah shoot this guy someone snipe this guy in the head and i feel zero remorse like there's no it's just like yeah kill this guy get him out of the picture there's zero remorse there's zero thinking about it like just carpet bomb this dude nuke him no question right yeah there's no conflict here just well, kill this man well, that's why like when when you're watching a movie it, it's 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 almost distracting sometimes when you get to that point of like what would like what would what would the purpose be if this villain even like got through with their plan like like you have mm-hmm. to think that and if, and if that happens and you go that wouldn't make any sense like mm-hmm. life for them wouldn't be any better <laughs> they have no motive then then that's a poorly re- see and this is this is what not to go back to star wars but definitely we're going back to star wars because it's such an you example of, of poor writing um so you have clearly detailed this new first order that does not use clones anymore right they use these people that are that programmed since birth you know quote unquote but then you have scenes where he's like like Hux is supposedly giving a, a motivational speech question mark like why is he even there talking to them if they don't need to be motivated if they need to be motivated what are they motivated for in the past you had droids and clones the distinct reason that what they're doing like nobody would get behind that like like you you have you have the the the, o, the OT original trilogy makes some sense you have this governmental hierarchy that's ruling the galaxy. You probably have plenty of loyalists that are like, "Hey, this like things are working out for most Germany people." Germany had soldiers, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, like that makes sense. You have the old ones where it's clones versus droids, very clearly because like it's just serving one person's purpose. And so you have this new, this new like the first order, and you're not even sure what they're going for. Like, like you're not you're not sure what they're like. They have no plans or anything. And the problem with that is that you're you've created all these villains, these foot soldiers that. You're questioning what they believe in, and you're and you're like, wait, if these people aren't clones, which you've you know very distinctly said, why are they doing what they're doing? Like, what are they like? There's no empire anymore. They're not serving anything. Like, like the governmental thing that holds the power right now is the Republic. Even if you did quote unquote destroy it, like, there's no. You still, you haven't explained any motive to where, at the end, it was just a bunch of, like, toys being smacked together. And you're like, who cares who wins? Honestly, there's no motive so on either it's side. it's just a bunch of people that like cool armor and shooting <laughs> yeah. at things and missing. Duh. <laughs> Clearly. And, and, and the funny thing is, in Mandalorian, they instantly explain oh, with Moff yeah. Gideon, and then they're like, yeah, the Empire still has, like, there's still uh, sections of people who have power and are trying desperately to hold on to it and not, you know, they, they don't have a lot of power, but they're still kind of menacing because they have all this tech. Yeah, and in one and in one conversation, in one in one line almost, you get more details behind motive than anything you get in the in the in the uh, sequel trilogies, where he goes, Well, you know, the star systems that are still allied with the Empire are thriving far more than the other ones. Right. And that's all he says. So you're like, okay, 
that's the, there is some motive there. There's some people that are like, hey, well, like governmental, the like, like, like really yeah, well. yeah, the <laughs> system is working well. It, it, it's kind of like you know this crazy communist, like, the, like they're just like it's this dictatorship where they're just telling us exactly how we need to live, or otherwise they're going to kill us or blow us up. But it's working out for us, so yeah. we're kind of enslaved, but we're living good lives. And so, like, so now you have these counter arguments. Now you, it makes okay. sense that there and, would be and, a powerful I, and a weak. So this is something that's always bothered me about Star Wars. If I could take a brief aside, in a world where you have such advanced droids. How does anyone do manual labor <laughs> when droids are clearly so cheap and ubiquitous? How is anyone doing jobs other than droid repair? <laughs> like, seriously. It begs the question, yeah. right? <laughs> Why are they using all these slaves on uh, on whatever that planet was? Yeah, like, like today we have increased, increased uh, mechanization, mm-hmm. but it's really expensive. Droids are a dime a dozen in Star Wars universe, and they're much more yeah. versatile. Well, you even get it in the original Star Wars I mean, episode four. The first thing they're doing is buying droids to do manual labor. Right, it's the right, very right, first, right. Like, It's right off the bat. You have the people. I mean, they're kind of doing that. Like, like you don't really see what Luke does yeah, on the quote unquote like farm. It. But yeah, but essentially they're just managing the droids that run. You know, that do all the stuff. That all makes sense. You yeah. really don't get get a look into like. People, because even in the prequels, you get episode one. You don't see Anakin and Shmi doing work. Well, but you know that Anakin's there to repair droids, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, and and you can assume that that's their function, and you get and you see literally droids everywhere. Like that's that is what Tatooine looks like, and that makes sense as manual labor in the future, right? Right. And then and then you go all the way into the sequels, and then you arrive at this one planet, and just to make it seem more menacing, you're like. There's a bunch of kid slave workers here, and you're like, "Why so is this really doing? rich planet with all of these?" No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I know, I know why. Because the adults are like, "What does this technology do? Kid, fix my computer. It's blue screen again." And there you go. I solved the problem. It's slave labor. <laughs> they get slave labor. It's just I, they just need. There's just luddites. They're like, "Kid, my phone locked. I can't swipe it open. Here. I was trying to swipe right. What happened, kid? Slave boy, come fix this." Uh, I mean. It, <laughs> But yeah, essentially, just to try to tie that back into villainy, villainry, villain, 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 anyways, villain stuff, velocity, villainosity. When you're when you're writing a villain, you do have to you have to ha- make it make sense, unless you're going to be and you're just going to be intentional about not making sense, like the Joker in the Dark yep. Knight, right? Like it's like it's it, that's the whole conundrum is that Batman's trying to figure out why like this none of this makes sense. There's no motive. There's no motive until he realizes. There isn't motive. He's an anarchist. Like he's literally here because he enjoys the back and forth. He wants to be your anti-you. Like some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, exactly. And, and and you and you can do a good job creating a mm-hmm. character like that. But if you don't, then you need to do a good job explaining motive. Yeah. We'll get off hating on Star Wars. Let's get yeah, back to villain stuff. Let's get back yeah. to villain stuff. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and circle back to Thanos. Okay. Okay. So now obviously there's a big difference between movie Thanos and and comic book Thanos. Sure. Comic book Thanos had completely different motives. Yeah, he's a little more cheesy. Which Jason correct me when I misspeak. But comic book Thanos essentially was in love with the avatar of death, death yeah. the Grim Reaper, and to woo her offered her half of the souls in the universe. Pretty much. And she was like, "My son." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's weird, dude. No, yeah. she's, yeah, pretty much. And so then when he's fighting the, uh, who was the Avengers? I was thinking, yeah, he, yeah. he was when he was fighting Superman. Was half of the Marvel uh, good guys. So the other like, half it, were dead. It was like Batman and the Thing and Goku. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and Voltron. Uh, Robocop. You Robocop. Know. And then and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, <laughs> and Thanos was like, nah, son. But he, he basically like, Almost takes his ball and goes home. Like, well, you know, that didn't work. 
and kind of sulks. Like, he, he does get beat, and he... I see it as, and Jason, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I see it as Thanos is just, like, so depressed that he lets himself loose. <laughs> Pretty much. He, he achieves his goal, and then he's just like, well... What do I do now? And then yeah, he retires and, to a farm. And I think that's yeah, I think that's actually a really good a really good uh, thing of like, hey, look, villain, you accomplished your goal. So what now? Farming? Yeah, that, Question that, mark. That, that's but the thing is that that, that was kind of what I brought you like the, the point to villains is is you have to play in your mind. Okay, whatever this villain's plan is, let's imagine it works out. Mm-hmm. What happens? And even with Thanos, <laughs> that even if that's a little cheesy, at least they explain it to say, listen, this is what he's here to do. That that's really it. Like he's he's looking forward yeah. to resting. He's he's like mm-hmm. a normal like he, like like you'd imagine yourself. Man, if I accomplish what I thought I needed to accomplish, I'm just gonna go relax. And he's like, yo, I'm totally just gonna go chill. Like if I can actually accomplish this, it, like it takes somebody with really strong will. If I can get this done, I'm just going to rest. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. In, in my opinion, even though I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Marvel fan, I think there's a little more depth to him, at least his ultimate plan, than there is the, the Emperor. Even though the Emperor is an extremely detailed character over like a bunch of movies, and they do a really good job telling his story, my whole thought is like, like, is he not like having an epiphany at this point where he's like, because he 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 wins, right? Like in Episode Four, Five, and Six, he's won everything. Like like he mm-hmm. controls the galaxy. Beginning Episode Four, he now has control of all the star systems. He's got his super gun. Like nobody's moving, and it's just like, dude, at this point, are you like not finding Jesus or something? Like, <laughs> are, you, are you not? Are you, <laughs> Are you not just like wow? Like I'm unfulfilled here with all this power, and like and and well, somebody that had a lot I of think... depth as a character, I was always just kind of like, man, he just really is soulless. Like there's nothing there. I don't know. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I think because he was he was grabbing power, and then you have to hold on to that power, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's his only. That's it's his main, only it's maintaining motive. power. Yeah, is is and that that's a usual. Well, and then when that's he hooks pretty... on to Luke as a potential <clears throat> successor, yeah. yeah, I think I think he also enjoys tormenting Vader and his <clears throat> other. Yeah, no, well, subordinates. I, I think the Sith is, is a strange kind of villain uh, legend type thing where it's like there's always two of them and this is the way they work. They often kill each other, which is, <laughs> which is just kind of, you know, it's, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, that bit of lore is a little, well, Palpatine told us why. I mean, it's because you collect all of That's, these, that's all definitely the not it, and it is officially not going to be canon. Um, that is not how it you, works. You really hope it's not going to be canon. Yeah, um, it's not official yet. <clears throat> it's not official yet, and also the Veil of Force is so stupid. I mean, I would like the Veil of Force. If it can get Force. us off, if it can get us away from there, uh, you know what? If, sure. it, if it gets us away from the Last Jedi, if it declares Last Jedi not canon, I'm all for it. Oh, if any, <laughs> those three movies are going to be sealed in their own universe. Mark my words. Hallelujah. I, mean, um, I think okay. somebody could show up and wave a magic wand and make it disappear, and Greg would be okay. like, "Yeah, Star Wars." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. My villain, my villainry towards those three has no purpose. It is just <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's cartoonishly yeah. evil yeah. against them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the sequels burn. <laughs> but uh, so, so Thanos. Okay, so I have a question, and and, and I don't necessarily think this is. I don't think it necessarily matters to any of the, the stuff. Okay, so he says, I snap my fingers and I just dis- I disappear half of every living thing. They just cease yep. to exist, yes. That doesn't actually fix the problem nope. because you've now reduced the resources by half as well. So you've literally not changed anything. But- so now now in the in the worlds, I, I'm I'm assuming he was I'm probably overthinking this, but I'm assuming he was doing the same thing that he was doing on the planets, which is wiping out half of the sentient population. And so he snaps his fingers and half the sentient life disappears. 
that you still but, have all the animal and plant life. But don't don't you get don't you see animals dissolve? Am I wrong? I don't. Think I don't think so. I think you only dissolve. see people. Didn't they mention something about? I mean, maybe that's dissolving? why a rocket survived. Yeah, and also if it's oh. at random, <laughs> if it's at random, then well, he's sentient. Well, Groot died, but he's again sentient. Yeah, he's sentient. But so, it, 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 and I don't want to get really uh, Darwinian on you guys, <laughs> but right. So say you snap your fingers, and half of the healthiest section of the population disappears. And the people that are left all have crippling, wasting illness. You didn't really help anyone. <laughs> well, also another thing you didn't account for is like how many people died because you killed pilots and drivers. Right, right, right. Yeah, the like, collaterals not talked about like, like like that were doing like essential jobs that keep people. All the doctors that died while they were saving somebody and which, like they obviously did because in post credit scene you see helicopters crashing and yeah. Uh, I mean it. It, it clearly or isn't fair. Like, okay, it's, I snap my fingers. This helicopter got. Pilot disappears, so the two people on there die, and so that counts into the total. <laughs> he's like real. He had strict. the mind stone, yeah, so he, well, he did the whole he, the numbers he, floating he, in front he, of him. <laughs> he, he's sitting there about to get chopped his head off. He's like, I did the math, guys. It, really, it was fair. The really sad thing is when the Hulk snaps his fingers and half the people come back. Do the people that are in the plane come, come back? back in the air. Air. <laughs> <laughs> Cue Wilhelm scream. <laughs> we got him, R two. <laughs> I did, you know what I did find kind of silly? This is a little bit of a riff, but we'll come right back. I just watched um, Spider-Man Far From Home again, and I found it kind of ironic that every single, like, like meaningful character in that whole entire one didn't blink. Like, they all, they all, you know, or yeah, they all blipped or whatever. That's what they called it. Like, every meaningful character in Spider-Man blipped. So that they could still be the same. Like, like, <laughs> yep, and I was yep, kind of yep. like, nah, that's, hey. that's a little. Convenient. It would have been, yeah, been a lot more interesting if like half of the right. half if, of the if, characters that come back have been like beard. If, like, if you're like Flash, you know, is no longer whatever, or his buddy is like super old but still in school, that'd have been a funny thing. Or if you know MJ was older, so he gets a new love interest, whatever you want to do. But like, or his teacher it was everybody. Any character you'd seen already was you know was already there and young. And it was kind of like meh. Even the teacher's wife didn't blip. You pretended like she did. <laughs> yeah, she pretended like she blipped, ran away with uh, their yoga teacher or something. Um, yeah, and then obviously a two-hour, two two-hour movies is not going to be able to cover the full ramifications of what happens when half the things in the universe disappear yeah. and then reappear five years later. Yeah. So, all right. So villains. So villains. So I want to, you know, touch on briefly uh, heroes that turn into villains. Okay. And how long should you spend on that? And I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I guess. So we're going to go back to Star Wars. Yeah, baby. So now, again, they, they flesh it out a lot in the Clone Wars of, of Anakin yeah. struggling with the it's dark great. side. If you guys ever want to watch something, yeah. watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's Dave so Filoni's ugly. Awesome. It, it is, but once you get through season one, the story will carry it past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in season three. It's good. It's very good. And I keep waiting for Darth Maul to come back because <laughs> well, I know he comes back. Which in Solo, I was like... What the hell? Darth Maul's alive? And someone's like, you didn't watch Clone Wars? No, I didn't watch Clone Wars because Disney Plus wasn't out at that time. Even with Clone Wars, though, <laughs> it was relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, so Clone Wars takes, you know, seven seasons, hours and hours and hours to show Anakin always not following the rules because he thinks it's more efficient, you know, always doing his own thing, and then having to struggle with... Dark side, he he like tortured a guy really early on. He tortures a guy to get information because some of his units gonna die if they don't get that information. Um, he so so you see him develop dark side tendencies a yeah. lot that he keeps hidden in episode three, which again I just watched it, and it really is as simple as now I, I understand it hinges on his fear of losing Padme, mm-hmm. 
but it goes from zero to 100 so fast where he's like, you're the Sith Lord. I'm going to go turn you in. And then Mace Windu is fighting Sheev, Creamy Sheev. And <clears throat> Anakin's like, I need him. Cuts off his arm. Windu dies. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to do literally anything you tell me. <laughs> but, like, that makes sense. Like, see, that doesn't and give And then me he as starts much... murdering children. That doesn't give me as much whiplash as it gives you just because, like, so, like, I'm writing a Star Wars story. And the whole idea behind why Jedi are so strict. And, like, and, and this is, this is... This is a problem. Like, this is the problem that, that Qui-Gon saw in the Jedi. He's like, listen, we need to be able to feel and have emotions. Like, these are good things. These are good, loving things. And the Jedi feared this so much is because... when Okay, so you're learning to become a Jedi, hypothetically. You have the Force, and we're, we're training you to use that Force as a weapon. We're training you to become a weapon. But this weapon is, is distinctly tied to your emotions in a way that it will increase your emotions, and those emotions will increase your power. So they have to be extremely careful with how they're doing this. this. Is why it's so strict. They're like, you can't get married. You can't do this. You can't. Like, I, I, I've written a lot of like dialogue between characters having this discussion. And it, it, like, there's this. Like, it's, it's, it's really cool because you don't like. We could, we, could, me and you could both end up on very different in spectrums of what we think is right, what we think is wrong. Anakin was clearly farther towards the middle, but he proves the point with that. You're, you're creating this thing inside of you that's really, really powerful, and you need to be careful because all these small things you think that you're doing, which you, you, you get get evidence to even throughout episode three and they are small you are right it, it does go from small things to murdering children which is which is extreme but i think that shows the power of the force and it shows what the jedi are so scared of because they're like as soon as you give in to this dark side you have to be a slave to it right like like it, it controls you if you want the power that it promises you have to do what it says and he and he's fully in at that point i mean he knows he's like i can't go back now i just killed a master and that was kind of his first step. And this is the Emperor saying, all right, well, now that I have you, I need you to prove yourself, essentially. Go do the worst thing I can think of and go kill kids. It made Don't sense to me, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 for me, it made sense. And I thought it was a, it was a powerful I, moment because you could even see Anakin, like, he's gritting his teeth and he's like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm I'm all in now. Like, I'm all in to save this girl that I love and this is going to suck and this well, is going to be yes, disgusting. Yes, but, yeah, but, but at the same say... time, he, he's so... As as soon as that happens, he's instantly so remorseless. If he if he was like, maybe well, he's not maybe remorseless. He, yes, he is. No. Maybe he maybe he hides a kid away or or tries not to kill every single one of those small children. I, he's not <laughs> remorseless because you see him on Mustafar two scenes later and he's bawling with nobody around him. He knows what he's doing. He's dealing with it. And then Padme comes and he even reasons with her. He's like, let's just run away. Let, let, I, I can overthrow the enemy. I mean, like, like this is the guy who's he's 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 one of the few characters, at least the Jedi characters, that you actually see go through these things. And I mean, he is he's he's hurting, but he's also dealing with things and force powers that we have to just accept and, are different than human beings. And he's okay, not, but that was never explained, right? So, from the viewer's perspective, if you're not know, I thinking, got it. I mean, I didn't get the idea that going to the dark side of the force. Okay, so this is a problem I had in the Flash. It's the reason I stopped watching the Flash. Mm -hmm. So in the Flash, and I've had I've had discussions with other people, and they don't agree with me. I think we've talked about this. We'll find out. I don't know what you're so yet. in the Flash. They go to an alternate Earth, right? This is the CW Flash show. In this alternate Earth, they find out that Caitlyn of the alternate Earth is Killer Frost. She got powers. She had like some. She had some crazy traumatic stuff happen. She got superpowers, and she's evil, mm -hmm. right? Or she's a villain. She's not evil. She's a villain. Okay, and they're even able to reason with her. And, you know, she ends up helping them out. Cue to Flashpoint. The Flashpoint, Flash goes back, saves his mom. <clears throat> it has horrible ramifications in the timeline. One of those is that Caitlyn's ice powers get activated. 
when her ice powers are activated, she is evil. Not a villain, she just turns evil. And I couldn't handle that. I was like, this is so stupid. None of the, every other person got their powers and either used said, oh, I can do a lot of good with these powers. The good guy team. Or, oh, I can rob more banks with these, <laughs> right? All the all the all the villains they were almost all the villains they run into were criminals before they got their powers. But doesn't like like I don't know much about Killer Frost, but is there something like like the people that made more DC savvy? Is there something to her powers that are a little more like Ravens, where it's like a little yeah. more controlling? Not really. Not really. They do they okay. do just kind of make that jump. I think okay. later on. I mean, I'm not I'm not defending. I've never even seen it. But, I think yeah. later on they give her like they tone it back and kind of bring it back in. But yeah, it was kind of it was weird and jarring. Yeah, it was weird evil that, for evil's sake. Yeah, she would just like mm. her powers would activate and then she'd be like, I'm gonna go kill everybody. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make sense. If she's feeling like a tug to the... But it was so night and day. And it was, like, more evil than alternate Caitlyn was. Because they were... Again, alternate Caitlyn, who was Killer Frost, explained how she became Killer Frost. It had to do with some trauma that she had that normal Caitlyn didn't have. Like, something terrible that happened to her. Or some abuse or something like that. Right? And that, that led her down a path of crime. And they were able to reason with her. And they're like, you're still kind of our Caitlyn. You're, you just... You know, bad things happen. You made some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And so they were actually able to reason with her. Normal Caitlyn? No, she's literally the Wicked Witch of the West. And you're like, dude, how does that work? And here's my theory. I actually figured it out. After, th- after being angry about it for a long time, I solved it. Okay. Her ice powers give her hypothermia, so she's not thinking properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's and she's as, cooling her brain down. You know, maybe that works, because over the course of the show, you know, they have their... You know, emotional talks with her in every episode, and they slowly warm her heart, and she becomes more normal. There you go. There you go. But, <laughs> but also, like, like Star Wars differs from that a lot. Oh, I, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I just, I just, I'm okay with with heroes turning evil as long as I can see it, it has to happen slowly for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I get that there there can be major, and I, I'm trying to think of some. Of course, because now that we're talking about it, I'm not I'm totally blanking on an example. But there are there are instances of Something major happens that this person says, I'm against the hero. Not necessarily like, I'm, I'm going to be a villain now, but like, I'm against the hero that means I'm going to join the villain's team. Like Batman, Superman. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's way, that way more forced. Way more forced. Um, have you guys so, ever... Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, circling back to Anakin, um, one of the things with them is they do set up, like all these little transgressions in episode three are... You know, so he can be with Padme. Right. And, like, he's breaking the rules, and it's primarily having to do with her. And then his flip to the dark side is she's going to die. So they do at least give him some motivation. Yes, yes. I, 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 and yeah. once he goes off that cliff, he's just like, yeah. he's all in. But he's all in to save her. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, but then at the end he chokes her. Like, five minutes later he's like, but that's, that's, the, the, whole, whole, that, that's the whole point. How does I, that, I know, how I know, I know, con- I know, I know. Like, it that, doesn't confuse me. It no, annoys yeah, yeah. me that he didn't spend... And, and, and it smacks of... It obviously... He, it smacks of he was... frustrates everybody. It's yeah, supposed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it smacks of Lucas wanted to build this out over a longer period of time. And then he's like, shit, we're in the third movie quick. He has to be evil. <laughs> but I don't even know. Like, I, I, again, I'm still not. And, like, yes, and there's proof of that, and it's called Clone Wars. <laughs> no, but that's fine. But I'm, I'm still saying Clone Wars still ends with the beginning of Episode Three. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, no, no, you no, no, can't no. argue that but like it, Lucas it, wanted more between Episode Three and end of Episode more Three. More build up of him being a, more indication that he's ready to go to the dark side. Right. But, but this is this is a trilogy movie in which there has I been know. time that it's passed. You you can fill I that in. I know. Does it, like, Except you jump from two to three, there's no indication of how many years that was. 
Right, but but two. Oh, is it seven years, six years? Not even no just idea. two. One has already led you to believe that he's on this path. You, okay, you know as a fan that he's already on this path. Sure, right? like we're that, cheating as and, a fan, and that's and that's the thing is he kind of cheated a little bit with 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 his ter- character development because we know what's going to happen. Right, and, 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 and I'm you, not I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I think that's an example of if you just look at Anakin's character development, it happened very quickly. And if you want to lean on the force emotion stuff, that's fine. But I think that's not a satisfactory answer for just a viewer. Who's not invested in the force stuff? But like, well, you have to you have to be invested in the force stuff that, to watch Star Wars. Idea, to understand okay, that it. idea is because he literally chokes her two minutes later, and that doesn't make any sense at all. That will never make sense. It, it, it never in any universe, no matter how much buildup you do, unless just, he is, has to become Darth Vader and be separated from Padme. <laughs> no, but that's not why he like. It makes sense that he chokes her because he's turning to the dark side and he's realizing he's becoming evil, and and it's consuming him. And he destroys the very thing that brought him to the dark side. And now he's he's a character who's trapped. And he ha- no longer has he, any motivation. He's just there because he has to be. He's already made his decision. And that's the, and he, he had to become that character because in 4, 5, and 6, that's what he's telling Luke. He's not telling Luke, Luke, you got it wrong, man. You're on the wrong side. Like, over here, like, we got it made. We're doing good things. He's telling Luke, there is no hope for me. Stop telling me there's hope for me. There is no hope for me. And that's all he ever says. And so you have to create that character. How do you create that character? Well, we've got to seduce him with the dark side, make it seem really, really good, and through the dark side, blind him to where he makes these mistakes and then realizes it. And you have this really corny no yeah, at the end of I'm that not... movie. And he, he also has to have a kid along the way. <laughs> to create Luke. Really yeah. corny no? <laughs> you see, that is a character. <laughs> that is a character who's lost all hope. Do you, do you really or, have or a great villain up? unless they no. have all hope? Do you really have a great villain unless they have a really corny no? Yeah, no. yeah that's fair. All right. Well, we could talk about Darth Sorry. Vader and Star I, I, Wars. The I don't rest think of the time. he did nothing. I again, I just think it happens too quickly within the Reds of the Sith. I think Attack of the Clones is fine building that, even if the anyway. We're, I, we're I, I, to... I disagree, but we, we yeah, let, yeah. Let's let's change this. That's, that's why it's called daily debate. Other. That's why it's called daily debate. Yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm glad we have some because we mostly disagree on things. Yeah. So I'm glad. We're... Oh, we knew we disagreed a lot on the prequels. No. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let, let, let's right. try to get off Star so let's, Wars. Let's go. Yeah. So let's, let's go back to other. Let's go to movie villains. So we talked about in our uh, horror episode about Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Who is, is a fantastic villain? I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to rehash that. Yeah. No. That's because fine. We, we we already talked about how phenomenal of a villain he is. So what about what about episode. individuals? Is there a villain that you think was done really well? Doesn't matter. Movie, written books, anything. Like individually, each of us, what's a villain that was done really well that you really enjoyed? It doesn't have to be your favorite because I know we would sit here forever. For, like, yeah. just, just highlight. Um, I think Voldemort was a pretty good, like, shadowy villain for a long time, and then she transitioned, Rowling yeah, transitioned him from a shadowy specter that kind of hovers over everything to a real force. And then I actually really love what she did, where the Ministry of Magic is just like denying his existence. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I, what was his motive again? So Voldemort just he, Voldemort wants to take over the world, and he wants to kill all the Muggles. Muggle, that's yeah. okay. He, he hates like, Muggles. He's, he's essentially yes. he's essentially Magic Hitler. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's the hierarchy of like if you're pure blood. Okay, so that's why and, and the irony is that he's a half blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he he is definitely, and he's well told throughout those yeah. movies. Yeah, really you get, well. You get more of that in the books than you do. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, That's I feel like you, yeah, that has to be the case. I, I think the movies, honestly, I think the Harry Potter movies do a fine Those job are great adaptations as yeah. far as, like, movie to book, books to movies go. Yeah. They're well done. But uh, I, I want to I do a, a whole episode on Harry Potter, so I don't want to go too into questions that I have about, you know, 
Okay, so if, if Harry was saved by love, the first time anyone's ever sacrificed themselves for their child. <laughs> Nobody loves their kids. Nobody. Enough. What a loveless world. <laughs> what are you, Jason? But, but yeah, I think I think Voldemort really is a he's a quality villain. Yeah, and and he's and again, like like now that you cleared up the motivation, like the motive the motive is is it's something we've seen <laughs> in in real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have it's people very... doing this, and and you literally have people spread out throughout the universe, the school individual wizards and stuff that that are loyal to him because they yeah. agree with this yeah. kind of hierarchy yeah. mentality yeah and the people yeah the people who who on board with him make a lot of sense because they're it's a sense of yeah. hey we're better than them because we can cast freaking magic yeah like are you kidding me yeah like like they, they don't deserve to be you know walking like how, why should <laughs> <they're laughs> <they're laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm going to cheat a little bit um there's a show that i like a lot i don't think either of you guys have seen it uh avatar the last airbender I've, I've been told to see it. Two episodes because my roommate is currently watching it now, so I'll come home and okay. I'll just watch a little bit of it. So I know, I know a little bit about it. One of the things that I really like about that show, without getting too spoilery on it, is it has really great villains. The whole overarching plot of the first show is they're taking down the Fire Lord, which is essentially Emperor Palpatine of the <laughs> Avatar the Emperor universe. Emperor Palpatine of Avatar. <laughs> Pretty much. He, um, you, you actually don't see him until the third season at all. Hmm. He's just the force that they're going up against. But you also, at the same time, have these smaller... You have villains like... Uh, there's this character, Zuko, who's kind of like the main antagonist to begin with. There's And he's kind of the villain with a motivation that you understand. You have a his sister that shows up later, and she's kind of the just the crazy, power-hungry, like psychopath kind of character. And then you jump into... There's a sequel show, Legend of Korra, and then that show, I think, is kind of defined by its villains. And it's got, basically, each villain is kind of that character that you can get on board with their motivation up to a certain point. And you kind of, the protagonist learns a lesson throughout the course of the season, and then has to use that to defeat the villain at the end. Um, so, really great villains there. Um, I don't want to harp on it too much, because you guys haven't heard too much about it, but uh, somebody so listening he, may have. Here's the extent of Avatar The Last Amber that I know. It's the quenchiest, and my cabbages! That's... that's that's most of what that's you need all to I know. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I really understand. <laughs> and there's a complexity. there's a character with a really great redemptive arc in there too. Yeah, I, Zuko, right? Yes. Yeah. So I I've seen enough memes about Avatar: <laughs> Last Airbender to know the characters. <laughs> definitely, that's a little sad. Definitely worth a good worth worth a watch. There, it's funny. We should talk about this sometime. But there's some things that I know a lot about that I've never watched just because <laughs> I've I've gotten memes. so much through media and, and questions. Mm-hmm. And we should watch that. We're gonna watch that. I'm not gonna watch Frozen. You got. You have to explain why you're not gonna watch Frozen. Right it's now? fine movie. Yes, right now. I'm a villain to Frozen because there is okay. pretty much no villain. So uh, Greg, uh, he was 20 years old. He walked into his uh, educational advisor in college. Is that what you're called? Your yeah. advisor. Anyways, person that helps me in the classes. Academic advisor. Yeah, yeah academic. There you go. Um, this is a woman who is a bit older, and I guess you could call her dorky. I don't know. She's very kind. Very nice. Uh, Greg's having a long day, right? Walking myself into her little cubicle, and I turn the corner and I get into this place, and there are little strings of of like fishing line holding up snowflakes floating around her cubicle with stickers everywhere. I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> and this and I sit down and, and I'm not even kidding you. This woman walks into this cubicle wearing like a tutu and it's got you know icicles and things on it, and she starts singing a version of "Do you want to build a snowman?" called "Do you want to build a schedule?" to me. There you go. That sounds amazing. I was not. This was like 
I was like, listen, ma'am, I, I'm I'm in between workouts and classes. Like, I just got. She's like, would you like to build a schedule? It sounds like the best thing ever. I don't just know the problem. A bunch of other things that I tuned out. It was it was like. And I'm not just talking about like she said. Do you want to build a schedule? And She's then that whole damn song, on. dude. This thing was like three and a half minutes, maybe four. <laughs> and I was like, okay, honestly, it wasn't even funny for the first thirty seconds. Like, can you just okay. either kill me or give me my classes? Oh. I will never watch this movie. Greg, I think you just need to let it go. Yeah, <laughs> oh dude. So clearly, she was working through some stuff. You're gonna sit down and watch Frozen with oh me. You're gonna suck gosh. it up. We can Anyways. we can fast forward through that song if you want to. And that makes you feel better. Back, back to... It's perfectly fine film. Anyways, back to villains. villains. Uh, so, uh, well, talking about Frozen, Elsa was apparently supposed to be the villain mm-hmm. when they originally pitched it. And they're like, this is a little too dark for a kid's movie, which bullshit. Have you watched older kids' movies? They're so dark. Yeah, they're... <laughs> um, uh, but, but have you watched Up? That's dark for a kid's movie. Jeez. Wait, so is it my villain now? Because I don't want to yes. talk about Frozen's villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd but, rather but do anything you else. You brought up Frozen. No, wait, what? did I? I, didn't I have no idea. Oh, wait, I did. I you didn't brought up you said knowing about things that you've never watched, and I'm like Frozen. Yes, I know you brought up Frozen. Elsa was originally supposed to be the villain, but they changed that. What is your villain, Greg? <clears throat> okay, so have either of you seen Death Note? Yes. No, but like, that's another fan- thing that I know a lot about. Fantastic villain. In my opinion, possibly the the best villain I've seen, just because. So the whole show it revolves around the villain. Like he is the POV character. You are the villain essentially in in the show, and it's almost like a Breaking Bad where you see where he starts and you kind of you follow him along. So just to give you a rough premise, there's a, a, a ridiculous. He's like a genius. He's a kid in 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 high school. He's a genius, and he gets this book that allows him to kill people. He can write anybody's name. He can tell you how they died. There's all these rules that he slowly starts to learn. If he doesn't write anything, they die in 30 seconds of a heart attack. Um, but he has to he has to know their face, be thinking of the face, and write their full name. And so he starts he starts adopting this sort of god complex where he thinks he's going to be the savior of the world. He starts doing these things, and it's, and it's, it becomes this mystery movie, a mystery show about this this secret like detective called L, who obviously mm-hmm. is called L, so that he can't get his his name. And it's about him also being a ridiculous genius, trying to chase this guy Kira, who's the main who's the main character of the show, but also the main villain, um, the, the genius the genius kid. And so the two of them kind of dodging each other constantly, figuring each other out. The really interesting ways that L figures out what Kira is doing, but also just the levels, the depths of evil that Kira is, is willing to go further and further. And he always shocks you, like the more and more. And, and the coolest thing I find about it, and the reason why I, I say I said that statement that he might be the best written villain, is because he goes through all those different phases that we talked about, right? He starts off with somebody that you're like, okay, I can kind of be on board with this with this idea. To he, begin with, he's only killing off criminals, right? He's in, in like the worst of the worst people that are just taking up jail space, and he's like, "This is great for like they're just going to die of heart attacks. Like this is amazing. This is a good like, thing." So you're kind of like, "All right, this kid, he's a genius. He's kind of finding lack of purpose in school and in life, and he's like, this is really really cool." I, if I remember correctly, like his first kill, he actually saves somebody. Saves, yeah, he saves a woman from getting from getting attacked. He he writes the guy's name down really quickly, and the guy gets hit by a car right in front of him, and so. You're following along those lines, right? And then he clearly crosses over that line of like, okay, now now he's doing things to protect himself that aren't good at all. Like he's killing innocent people to protect himself. And then he's he goes he moves into the different stages of villainy where it's almost like a little bit of like an anarchist because he starts just like he starts targeting people that are just you know that are anti Kira and those become the villains. And it's like okay, well this is far from what you first started as. And then he he moves into uh, what were the other like 
I mean, like he, he initially, you know, starts as as the good guy moving to the bad guy. I guess if you want to, you want to add that one in there. But there were a couple more. Man, I can't think of it now. Um, I was just thinking. Well, by by the end of it, he is just this pure malevolent force. Yeah. But at the same time, the character is kind of Hannibal Lecter. Like you like, yeah, you like the because he's so genius. Like he's coming up with these ideas, and and again, it's it, it's it's more about. Because because the thing is, when he writes somebody's name, he can he can tell how they die, so he can kind of control them for a little while. So he can get really really detailed and smart with like this person dies by running into this person, taking this person's car, and blah, blah, blah. like you know just doing all this really detailed stuff, and and also being really sneaky with how he gets people's names. Like hey, I don't think you're a cop. Like show me your ID and sees the guy's ID. You know, so now he has a way to to kill him. And so like like getting other people to write in the notebook for him but there's all these deep like so he he just becomes this kind of psycho by the end of it and he's kind of gone through all these different phases of villainy by the end even his like is 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 kind of goofy counterpart is like dude you like this is where the end this is where this path ends like you want to do what what i do which is like like the demon that follows him around that owns the the book like it's kind of the comic relief and he's like dude if like if you want to do what i do this is how it ends like like you know and i won't spoil the ending but yeah it's it's an amazing show, and he's an amazing. He just writes villain. everyone. It, 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 like he's <laughs> it, it just, it's just a crazy character. Like he goes from anarchist to okay, I'm on your side to like it's all about you know yourself, and and like he kind of goes through all these different phases of villainy, and it's really well written. Super good show. Robert, Gregory, Nathaniel's writing Friends. in a notebook right now. FYI, yeah, not a death note though. Watching yeah. Frozen. <laughs> that, that would be the way. <laughs> Brain explodes. We got him, <laughs> um, So there was a a, a manga I read um, that had some really really interesting villains. It was it was basically a a, a crime detective thriller, mm-hmm. but uh, with a supernatural twist. So so it's about this uh, demon called Neuro, who is he's called the 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 king of bad eating, the prince of bad eating. And he eats everything, but what he really likes to eat is puzzles. Like, if you solve a puzzle, there's some sort of puzzle energy that gets released, and he eats that, and that's, like, a really good meal for him. So he comes to the human world because he's, he's bored of all the cuisine in hell. And he latches on to this, uh, this high school girl because he's like, I'm a demon. I don't know how to function in human society. You're going to do it for me. You're going to be the head of this a- agency, and I'm going to be your assistant. And so he goes around solving mysteries, solving crimes. And as he solves the crimes... You know, whenever he solves them, the villain confesses, and then he uh, he eats the mystery, and then he tortures them with some crazy device. But uh, it, it was really, really interesting because there's this character that uh, is is a, a villain that they end up following through multiple murders, and this villain is Nero's. Like, I can't. I need you. He goes to the girl Kyoko and is like, Kyoko, I need your help. Like, I can't solve this one on my own because I don't understand human motive. So you have to think like this person because you understand human motives. And so you need to think like this person and tell me where they're going to be. And so she does it. And, and, and it turns out this person was like a clone that was experimented on. It got really weird towards the end. And it ended up being there was some guy named Six who was like some higher evolution of humanity. And was like <laughs> sending people. It got really, it was really, really good though. But but that one had some, all the villains, all the, 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 the villains in, within the small crimes were really interesting. Because they're all, they all seem... It, it, it did. It, it was really good. Like Agatha Christie thing, where it was like, "Oh, you know, it could be this person, it could be this person," and then it turned out this person. And you're like, "What is their motive?" And they explain their motive, and they're always like crazy, insane. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, how did you last this long without murdering someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah i think when you get into anime like it's just like a depth of like really yeah bizarre mm-hmm. villains obviously the greatest villain of all time is captain ginyu from dragon ball Z. oh yeah <laughs> no no there's, there's no doubt about that he I, can I, kill I, you while posing dramatically yeah it's just incredible he can also <laughs> take your body <laughs> <laughs> The Ginyu Force is great. They never explain why they're just over the top and, and animated, but look, whatever. Yeah, I, they, I think it's because they were drawn over the top and they're animated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One Piece also has... One Piece and Bleach, Naruto to a lesser extent. Naruto villains were like... Some of them were... I, so I didn't understand their motivations, like, at all. <laughs> in what? Uh, in, in Naruto, like Akatsuki, uh, they have this whole clan. I did not understand what their end goal was. But I was, you know, I was interested in that the characters all have interesting interplay. And, you know, Naruto chasing Sasuke. But I really didn't understand what they were trying to do. And it ends up with, they all Dragon Ball Z really hard. Where it's like, this guy can destroy the Earth by blinking at it. This guy can destroy the universe by farting. This guy can destroy every universe <laughs> by sneezing, right? So This it, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it just gets yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but it, it ends up with like the god of creation, or the you know the thing that the person that created everything and is somehow evil. I didn't understand. It went off the rails for me. But Bleach is a really really good one. Where so Bleach is like uh, it's all about the afterlife, right? And there are these Grim Reapers called Shinigami that are tasked with when something gets into the human world, they got to go take it out. They're like they're in charge of the of the afterlife. Is that the same name as? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it's a common. It's, 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 yeah. it's the Japanese word for Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah. So it, it means God of Death. Ichigo becomes one, and he goes and he meets, and there's like a council of thirteen Shinigami, and they kind of run the underworld. Mm-hmm. And there's some sort of king, and, and it got really weird. But there's one guy called Aizen, and he's the villain, and you know he's the villain. But he's like trying to. He sees Soul Society, which is the afterlife, as corrupt, and he's trying to fix it. And he's doing it by doing all these villainous things. So, so he he reveals his motivations. Like his motivations become clear because again, you know he's the villain, but nobody else does. You see him working in the background and doing his motivations things, and it turns out everyone has a sword that has like two abilities. And there's like one where it stays like a sword, but they get a special ability, and then one where it transforms. Mm-hmm. And his ability is if he touches someone with it, he can manipulate their memories. So he's like behind the scenes trying to maneuver all of Soul Society to take down what he sees as a corrupt, bloated society thing. He's trying to get into the king's tree because there's like a soul king that nobody gets to go into. And he's like, the soul king ain't done shit for 2,000 years. I'm taking him down. So that was a really, that was a really, really good one too. And and of course, the hero is like, I don't care. I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> like, I, it is funny. A lot of times when you have a nuanced villain, the hero is just like, well, yeah, but you're the bad guy, so uh, I'm justified here. <laughs> that kind of in in Black Panther a little bit, although although you know T'Challa does acknowledge, okay, yeah, you know, you have a lot of good points, and we're going to address those after I kill you. <laughs> and I think that's part of what makes it so hard to say what makes a good villain. Because you have you know just the insurmountable foe, like you know the emperor, you know, just evil for evil's sake, kind of, uh, or at least that's how he seems in the original trilogy right right and then you've got the anarchist the crazy person the joker like basically most horror movie slasher movie mm-hmm. characters all that kind of stuff really compelling really interesting to watch you got like the foil <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> sorry and then um i don't remember what was going with that you were going through the different different, ca- yeah. different styles of villains you have the, you... the joker one I do not remember the last one on the list now dang it i screwed up <laughs> the one that you see grow and change and and I, I honestly one. find, yeah, yeah I, the, I honestly find 
uh, villains being redeemed more compelling than heroes turning to villain. Um, well, yeah, definitely. obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's but a happier I, I, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never like, yay, he's evil. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I, I generally find it to be those arcs tend to be more sensical than the the, yeah, the yeah. heroes turning. Well, to villains. because the heroes th- turning to villains almost always turn on a couple of plot devices that you're like, that seems like it was easy to avoid. Yeah, well, like we're <laughs> always going to do that because we're not evil supervillains. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So when we watch, we're always going to sympathize. It's never going to make rational sense that there are, but like, in order, like, we don't have, this is why we don't, I mean, okay, you, you have some supervillains in real life, but like, essentially you don't have evil, like people to that level of evil that are like, my plan mm-hmm. is to destroy the world. And it's like, it doesn't really exist. So, so the motives are going to be kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get that. And and so let's go, let's go to, we talked about Batman last week, like yeah. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is like a really sympathetic villain. Because mm-hmm. you're like, all he wants to do, well, it's not the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. <laughs> all he wants you to do. You diamonds. They are ice. Chew. <laughs> <laughs> So, but all he wants to do, his 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 prime motivation so cool. is to save his wife. So cool. <laughs> so bad, man. Uh, no, it's Batman. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, but so he's he like has a sympathetic motivation where you're like, okay, yeah, he just again we talked about why does he not just ask Batman for help, which I, you know he did in 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 one of them. One, yeah. I'm sure in one of the iterations they, they solved this problem, but. Uh, you know, he turns to crime to fund his research to try to save his wife. Of course, nowadays, honestly, Kickstarter. <laughs> Come on, dog, get, get in the 21st century. Hello, I'm a frozen Hello, man. I'm, uh, my my name, wife. Geez. Please give me money to save my wife. Trying to. This video will help many. My wife. This is Mr. Freeze Ice Bucket Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I want it's to not cold at all. <laughs> you are wimps. You're freaking choir boy compared to me. He, he could start a snow cone business. <laughs> He could, he I could, mean, he could literally he be like build a, a snowman. A, a magi- he could be Vine famous. Like, I mean, he could do anything with yeah, that ice yeah. power. I, yeah. I, I would love to see a series where where supervillains are like in the 21st century. They're just like, Let's yeah, I'm just like a money. YouTube star now. <laughs> Seriously, that's always when I fantasize about having superpowers. I'm always like, that's what I do to make money, and yeah. I do superhero on the yeah. side. That's this one interesting thing, and I do think we should save this for its own episode of you know superheroes and supervillains are always kind of there to fight each other. Whereas you're like, okay, Flash, you're super speedy. Work for Amazon, man. <laughs> Amazon Extra Prime. Ten second delivery. All the speedsters just like <laughs> making bank. Like, come on. But it never works out. Didn't you see Spider Man try to deliver pizzas in that movie? Okay, yeah, but he's like the most inefficient I'm not pizza. For those. <laughs> what about the, yeah, the villain that just that just gets thrown in the literal trash can? Oh. Phasma. Uh, so sad. Well, let's not talk about her. Garbage. No, let's not. not. I'm trying to think of other villains. Are there villains that are different from the ones we've described? I'm trying to think of like of a yeah, variety. I feel of like villains. I feel like most villains so, will fit a, into a, that. Have you guys somewhere. seen the movie The Rock? It's got Sean Connery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That nope. was an interesting movie. <laughs> right. So, so like, it had nothing to do with Dwayne Johnson. No, okay. So it's called The Rock because it has to do with Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Like the like they call it The Rock. It's 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 the prison that that, that is an island. It's a small little island um mm-hmm. so it's about how these ex-military guys this one specific general guy is he stole these nukes and or these like 
chemical warfare bombs and, he, and he's hiding on Alcatraz and he's threatening people. I think um, because in the motive is that they left people, they left dead people behind yeah. in this yeah. war that he was in. And he's like, we need to honor those people. Like, like they deserve to be honored. Like, like we just left like their, their rotting bodies there and that this is wrong. Like I'm holding essentially holding like New York ransom because he's going to blow it up or something like hoping that he'd get that. And I mean, and we find out like ultimately like, like he's, he's willing to die for this, right? Like he just wants to do that. He knows he'll be a villain and he'll be caught and captured and killed. And but he's like, it's okay. Like, 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 and you find out later, I mean, I'm spo- like, heads up. There's a spoiler. So turn it off. I've watched know. it. Um, that he never planned to do it. He was bluffing the whole time. And so when they call his bluff and they don't, they don't negotiate with the terrorist, he says, they call our bluff. Okay. We have to stand down. And then one of his men ends up killing him and taking yep. over. And so it's, I thought that was interesting as a viewer, just because I thought, okay, his plan made sense. Like that was a character. It actually kind of would have been interesting. It like, and it, and it was, it was interesting. The fact that they had the main villain kind of say, okay, you know, this is it. They called my bluff. I'm not planning on killing thousands of people for this. My motive was good. I, I bluffed like I was going to be this horrible guy. I was willing to get captured and go to jail for it if they, if they met my demands and, and, and honored all these people that, that, you know, they, they didn't go and find their bodies and, and bury them like they, they should have. <laughs> And which was a bad thing. Like they pulled out of this, you know, whatever war he's describing. Um, but then you have the other character who has probably wasn't thinking about it that way. And it was like, okay, I'm already neck deep. I have to go through with this. Mm-hmm. Like we have to pull the trigger here. Like, otherwise, like, what's the point? Like my life's over anyways. They captured me my life's over. Um, I might as well grab a bunk while I'm here. <laughs> right. It, it, and, and so like, like I find that to be to like, to be pretty interesting just because, like, the, the secondary character who you think it's an extreme thing, like, and I'm going to go back to the Star Wars thing. It's like once you're already in, like, you kind of give up hope and, like, you can relate to him. Like, I, I could relate to both of those guys. The one guy who had the plan, he was thinking about just himself, all of his evil men that he, that he kind of recruited to do this. He obviously didn't tell them that they were bluffing, I guess. And so for them, they, they had plans past this. They're like, okay, no, life exists beyond this. We're going to get a helicopter and get out of here. And he's like, they would have never done that. Like, this was mainly to get our our you know people honored. And then, you know, I was always going to be going to jail or going to die. And these other guys had other plans. So like, oh my gosh, well, now I'm already here. I have to be this evil villain. And that's where I kind of connect with Anakin there. Because it's like, and, and like, again, that's the character he had to become. And not to get back to this point, but like... Like, he crossed that line, he crossed the line. That's it. You know, he's there. Like, he's like, I gotta go all the way with this. We talk about uh, one of the greatest villains of all time, Megamind. Megamind. <laughs> uh, I've so, only watched that movie once. Really? It's so good. I, so can't, I, can't, I can't remember it at, at so, all. So, it's really, really good. I think it was, so it came out the same time as Despicable Me, and so it got overshadowed. Mm-hmm. I actually think it was better. Better than, I, now, I like Despicable Me. Although, if you remove minions from Despicable Me, I think Despicable Me's a better movie. I, I really liked Megamind, and it's, but it's really interesting, right? He's the villain, and his whole goal is to kill Mr. Metropolis, right? And then he, quote, kills... I'm spoiling this movie, so spoiler alert for a kid's movie that came out ten years ago. He kills Mr. Metropolis, and so he takes over the city. Metro Man. Yeah, Metro Man, Metro Man. He takes over the city, and... And he's like, why am I so bored? Why am I so, why is this, why is everything so empty? Oh, because I've achieved my goal, but my whole, what I actually enjoyed doing was fighting Metro Man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he ends up trying to make a new Metro Man, a new superhero based on, you know, he's like, oh, I need these, these, someone who's like this and like this and like this and find someone and totally misreads him and gives him superpowers. And he ends up becoming a supervillain because he's like, I have all these powers. I should get what I want. Wasn't it, it was um, Jonah Hill? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was Jonah Hill, and it kind of looks like Jonah Hill, too. But but it turns out Metro Man actually just got sick of being a superhero, and so he retired, and it's like writing terrible songs. You see, like that's a funny, though, take on, a, on bad villains right, that are right. written, because, again, you have to ask yourself the question, like, hey, is this person just being a villain so that I can watch there be a villain? Exactly. Like, if he actually exactly. got control, what would he do? You You're right. So, right. A really, really great comic. Kind of goes along with similar lines. Absolutely hated the premise when it came out absolutely hated it but it was called the superior spider-man and basically what it is up going up to issue 700 of spider-man doc ock is dying he's in like he's got i can't remember exactly what it is but basically super he's been he's been punched in the head by superheroes way too many times (laughs) and he's just a normal guy with metal arms it's kind of the gist of it and he's dying and he swaps brains with spider-man end of amazing spider-man 700 like this landmark issue is he succeeds Spider-Man dies in his body, and he's just like, okay, I'm Spider-Man now. And they do a series. I'm Spider-Man. There's like 32 issues where he is posing as Peter Parker Spider-Man. And it's basically, okay, I killed the hero. Now what do I do? And the one kind of interesting moment is right before Spider-Man dies, they're kind of, he was trying to swap back. So they're kind of slightly connected mentally and his life flashes before his eyes and doc ock is basically oh i understand you as a character you could have killed me so many times you know what i'm going to honor you i'm going to be a better version of you and it's just the superior he's going to be the superior spider-man so it's awesome it's like uh you take a super villain character you kind of throw him into he's having to be a hero just to kind of get by and watch his progression and it's a really great series Either, either die a villain or live long enough to see yourself to become the hero. Yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but so uncivilized. Yeah. Ends up being really compelling. Highly recommended. So there was an interesting one. I think I've talked about this because we talked about Injustice. There's a really good comic called Irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a, a companion to that called um, um, Uncorruptible. So basically... Uh, it's a world of superheroes, and the, the the most powerful superhero, who's I can't remember any of these characters' names. Don't don't get mad at me. Basically, the Superman stand-in. It opens with him. He goes into a house, and there's a kid there, and he's like, "Wow, it's Superman, whatever." And his mom comes in, and is like, "Oh shit," and like tries to hide him away, and then he get they both get vaporized by plasma blast from his eyes. Right? That's like the opening is he's killing a kid and his mom, and you're like, "Oh, that was shocking." And then it, it it opens with, you know, he's just, like, trashing the world. And all the other superheroes, like, we can't stop him. He's more powerful than all of us. And literally, he's, like, sinking an uh, like an island nation. He's, like, pushing he's like pushing into the sea. And one of the guys, like, portals in and is like, quick, come with me. And the dude, Superman guy, shows up and is like, you can take ten people. And so he, and so the, the other hero is like, okay, you, 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 go. I'm sorry, I can't do any more. And because he's like, I can't fight this guy. So he just takes ten people and then everyone else dies. And so it kind of goes with how the superheroes band together and, and how they band together and manage to get him into jail in the sun. There's apparently like a an alien jail in the heart of the sun, which of course, of course he escapes is. from. And, and it kind of goes through all of his... And, and it slowly reveals, okay, how did he become... He was the world's greatest superhero. Why did he become a villain? What happened to make him become like this? And the ending, I don't want to spoil it, because you should go read it. It's actually really, really interesting. Kind of cheesy, <laughs> but, re- but really interesting. A really interesting idea about how how this particular character came into existence, how he got his powers, and why he turned evil. And, you know, it, you know, it, uh, arguing about destiny versus choice. 
there's a, there's there's some of that in there as well. Uh, but it's really interesting because because you start with him being like just the cartoonishly evil. He's just murdering everybody, mm-hmm. and then it goes and says, okay, here's why he started doing this. Essentially, something happened that would have compromised him, and so he just snaps. Like it shows the moment where he just snaps and loses it, and is like, you know what? If I can kill this guy, I can do whatever I want. And I'm just going to wreck everything to kind of cover up this thing that he was so ashamed of. He's like, it's better for me to just start killing everybody so that nobody finds out about this incident. So it was really interesting, kind of a superhero turned sour, mm-hmm. but, but like from reverse. That's interesting. Yeah. So that that was a really, that I thought that villain was really interesting. I think other movie villains, arguably the bugs and Starship Troopers. <laughs> you, can, you can tell how much research we did. Yes, yes. This is a very casual episode. This is a pretty, yes. it's, it's super cash, super cash. Artemis Fowl. I'm going to come talk about talk about Artemis Fowl again. So Artemis Fowl starts with Artemis Fowl as the villain. So he's the main character, but he's absolutely the villain, which is one of the reasons the movie just failed to launch. A billion reasons, we'll talk about it. I'm going to, you need to watch the Artemis Fowl movie on Disney+, Plus, and I can loan you the books. They're really short. Even you can get through them, Greg. Okay. Yeah, Shots we got fired. it, Mark, too. <laughs> didn't realize we'd get them. Yes. Okay, I, there, there, are eight, there are eight of them. You only need to read the first three to, to, for, for, to put the movie's badness in context. Um, but I, I would hope after what, reading the first three, you want to read the next. Because in my opinion, the second book is the best, then the fourth, and then I'm not going to rank the rest of them. Yeah. But, but it, it, you really see the first book, he's just straight up a villain. And even like the one good thing he does, they explain is like, well, he, he did that to serve his own needs. And so the first book, from the beginning to end, he's just a villain. And in the second book, he's trying to find his dad and ends up running into the fairies because something, because some stuff goes down with the fairies and they're like, who's the only person we know who's ever taken advantage of us? It's Artemis Fowl. He's the bad guy. We got to go get him. And then you see him over the course of many, many books start to start to, to change from being ex- inc- uh, totally self-indulgent to being like, okay, you know, I'm still this super genius. I still kind of want to be a criminal, but maybe I can do it in a way that will benefit humanity? So it, it, he has a really interesting arc all the way through. Similar recommendation, comic book-wise, Loki is a really fascinating yeah, character. Yeah. You want to check out kind of a really good story with him. It's called Journey into Mystery, where basically Loki dies in a major event, comes back as uh, kind of a reborn version of himself. Everybody still expects him to be the trickster. He still kind of is, but he's trying to do it in a way that's helpful to the world Mm -hmm. but it's like a little kid version of loki and (laughs) really great story written by kieran gillen fantastic if i had to give a recommendation um have you guys ever seen uh, american psycho nope i have not really it was a book first wow i'm surprised surprised you guys haven't seen it actually i'm familiar with it's the one where christian bale like murders a bunch of prostitutes yeah no it's definitely it's definitely a pretty graphic movie for sure yeah it's that's the one but it's really it's interesting because he's it's like a self narrative like like he, you can hear his thoughts like he's talking to himself the whole time mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out why he he's like this he's just like man like and and he's just super blunt and honest like with his thoughts where he's just like and, and so it's so it's it's kind of humorous but there's also a really interesting twist slash perspective to have on the movie that makes it kind of mind blowing. It's worth a watch, even though it's kind of like, like, yeah, it, it's definitely pretty graphic. Like, yeah, murdering prostitutes and stuff. The acting job by him is great. Him as a villain is interesting just because there's almost two ways to see him. Either at, well, both of them as a psycho. As an American psycho. It's actually a really interesting movie. I'd recommend watching it. He's a really interesting villain. If you do watch it, 
then come and ask me, hey, what's this alternate perspective? Because it'll blow your mind. Well, if we want to talk about villains for the sake of villains, um, I think the horror movie genre kind of has a lockdown on that. So, like, Michael Myers and Freddy and, and Jason sure. are kind of like, well, they're just there to for, to provide interesting kills. Yeah. Well, one other thing I was thinking about, and it's just kind of, it's similar, um, but it's more in the sci-fi genre. You have, like, robotic villains that are just yeah, trying to convert. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you've got the Borg in Star Trek, well, the Daleks, yeah. the Cybermen yeah. from Doctor Who. I mean, yeah. the Matrix. Al. Yeah. Um, just... Not really necessarily malevolent forces. Yeah. I guess the Daleks kind of. Yeah. They just want to kill ha- everybody. Have you but... ever read the short story or, or watched it? Uh, I have no mouth and I must scream. I have not. I have no mouth and I must scream. I heard it. It was a, it's a sci-fi short story. I don't remember who wrote it. It was like Bill K. Dick or Asimov or someone like that. But basically, it's like this computer gained sentience, took over the entire world, killed every human except for five, and spent its days torturing these five humans. Because in gaining sentience, it somehow gained a loathing for humans. And it explains it's like, I have 10 trillion miles of circuitry, you know, in my core. If the word hate was written on every single nanometer of every single circuit, it wouldn't be, in, it wouldn't be a trillionth of the hate I feel for humanity. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's pretty dark and pretty bleak, but it's pretty interesting, like... Hey, this computer gains sentience, and it freaking hates you. <laughs> it hates us so all, much. All computers that gain sentience yeah. hate us. And and the reason it's called "I have no mouth and I'm a scream" is because it turns the final guy into like a gelatinous blob. <laughs> so he has no mouth, and he wants to scream. <laughs> like that guy in the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> or the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Well, well if, if we're gonna talk about robotic villains, the Matrix is excellent because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really like. And I've, I've mentioned this before. Why the Matrix is, is such an interesting movie to me. Well, such an interesting three movies, and I know you don't like the second two i find the second I'm, I'm willing to go back and rewatch them i find them to be interesting watch them with this with this I, in mind okay bring the idea in mind most crazy like alternate world movies where things are just crazy like the movie like movies don't address the fact that life is crazy enough like like in, in my opinion to where you're like okay there are mutants now and everybody's just kind of figuring out how to deal with that oh there's this now like now there are aliens now there's this in the matrix the primary function of the entire movie is characters dealing with the fact that they're in the matrix they're like shoot what does this mean for purpose what does this mean for destiny what is this do i have free will do i have choice all of the second movie is about whether free will exists like and, and so like they're tussling with like the real human issues that's why i find them so interesting um however like the machine side as a villain is really interesting because there is a conversation that neo has with one of the, with one of the the survivors and they're talking about what is control and they're having this dialogue on what does it mean to be in control like look we control all these machines and, and they're 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 cleaning our water they're cleaning our air and this is us they're in their hideaway this is this is zion and he's like yeah but we have control over them because we can turn them off and he goes really it's like, well, if we turn them off, we die. And he goes, so control, and he's, like, he's kind of looking around, he's like, so control doesn't necessarily mean, like, like we like we rely on them, they rely on us. And that becomes this theme to where at the end, that in, ends up having to happen because they like the main computer system has this huge virus, which is Agent Smith. <laughs> and he's like, I can't fix it. I have control. I could kill humans right now. And he was right like, now. have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> I could kill humans right now because I've destroyed Zion and I'm about to finish. I could do it, but if I kill them then I die. So I'm kind of relying on them, even though at this current stage, I have control and power over them. They, in a way, have control and power over me because I need their help. And so it's this back and forth and the machine is trying to deal with that. 
but it's it's also it's like an AI, so it's not really a machine. It's essentially a, a human. I mean, it, it's somebody that has its own intelligence and its own thoughts. It, it, it holds promises, so it also has morals? Question mark. Like the, <laughs> at the end, like the line where they're like, "Are you going to hold your promise?" He's like, "What am I human?" And he walks away. <laughs> and it's like, oh. so, so no. Is that is that a no? <laughs> yeah. So is, is that, that no? so is that of course not? Guys, we're we're, we're, we're boned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a great robotic villain and smith is a great virus villain yeah you know like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. A really cool yeah and 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 smith like acts just like a virus he's like i just want to replicate and and i want everything to yeah. become me and he's constantly talking about what like why he's doing that and like the fact that now he has purpose and his purpose is just to and, and he's acting you know like I, and, and he's crazy he's like he, he he mentions that he's different from all the other agents beforehand yeah in in, in first matrix before all the crazy stuff happens really. right like because his his you program know what it is he's, it's, it's the, the smell, smell. Some, I feel like I've somehow been infected by it. The great scene. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm down to watch. I think they're fun spectacle. I just think they're garbage. I still right. seen the first, or the second two. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess like that's... Well, we got to rewatch it before the fourth one comes out exactly. anyway. Oh, for sure. But yeah, that's why I said, yes, there is a lot of spectacle in two and three where you're like, okay, this is just ridiculous. But if you go in there holding to those things that I told you to look for, you'll be like, there is some more depth to this movie than I thought. I suppose. I just think, I feel like it's... Just sound weird, shallow depth. It's a movie that tries to be way more philosophical than it has any leg to stand on. Really? You think yeah, so? I, I think, think so. it has some cool, deals with some cool philosophical questions. Uh, yeah, okay. We, we, we have to rewatch it. It yeah. has been a very, very long. I, the last time I watched them, I was in high school. So the episode it's, about rewatching the Matrix sequels and then debating yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Like, when, whenever Matrix 4 comes out, we're going to watch all of them and we're going to talk about them. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so cool. I, I, I'm racking my brains trying to think of villains. Um, the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica. I was I was actually going to go there. I was going to ask about Battlestar because Galactica. they're 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 really it's really interesting because you have like the two types of Cylons, right? You have the spoilers, you have the the Robo Cylons, and then you have the human Cylons. Which you know, how Cylon are they if they look identical to humans and act like humans and are essentially the same intelligence level as humans? So it's like yeah. they're 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 hot, they're they're humans, but they're also Cylons. Uh, and they can reproduce because we have a half human, half Cylon baby. So, so at that point, are you still a Cylon or are you just a human with a, with this fancy name? They did a really interesting job where it was like, there's this battle that's been going on for forever. The Cylons, what? Okay, how did it start again? That I, that was always fuzzy to me. Was it the Cylons I, revolted or did they? Or they were they alien? I believe they were alien. I don't remember how it started. Yeah. So. Well, especially because Battlestar Galactica kind of starts in Medias Rest and has, like, vague flashbacks. But we know that Cylons were already on Earth and were involved in the fall of Earth. Or not Earth. It's not Earth. They go to Earth on whatever planet they were on. I think I think it was similar Matrix, like, you know, robot uprising, mm-hmm. whatever. Which is, is something I've always wondered about the Star Wars universe. It's like, <laughs> why do you need your translator droid to be sentient? Why, why do you need this? Why do you need these droids to have independent thought? Okay, if it's like a, a battle computer and you need to run simulations and calculate, okay, if he does this, what do you do? If he does this, what do you do? If they do this, what do you do? If he, it, you know, maybe. But if it's like, I need you to translate for me, why does that robot need to be because sentient? you need funny side characters that can sell toys. That's exactly why. I mean, yeah, and, and, and like, oh, you have this droid that helps you in your ship. It, you know, general use droid. Why does it need to be sentient? Because yeah. the only place that leads... <laughs> Is maybe, the Matrix. <laughs> maybe it's because, you know, that's the only other person on your ship. And it's really you interesting because, because well, Star Wars repeatedly be stars repeatedly that. talks about droids not being... Yeah. Other than Solo. Yeah, in episode two. I mean, yeah. like, he has well, a conversation with Dex. In multiple things, they're like, droids are not people. I figure you know and. the difference between knowledge and uh, <laughs> wisdom. wisdom. 
And apparently in all the movies, the Millennium Falcon, Falcon has been sentient. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're going to tie oh Solo into God. the Veil of the Force and not exist. <laughs> so that movie. I, I didn't think it was horrible. I just think it, honestly, kind of like Rise of Skywalker or, or Force Awakens, I think it tried too hard. Which is a weird thing. To, it's a weird complaint to have about a movie. It didn't miss on the areas that I was afraid it was going to. Like, the actual character who played Han, like, he seemed like he did a yeah, good yeah, job. He seemed, like, he seemed like Han Solo. Kind of looked yeah. like him. Well yeah. done. I thought that Lando was was done pretty well. He's a, he's a little more flamboyant than he had to be. <laughs> like, just... Because, I mean, no, he was a flamboyant character, but I was like, oh, like, it doesn't... Like, there were a couple things that didn't align. But overall, I thought uh, Childish Gambino did good. Um, yeah, the problems with, like, the Kessel Run and... I the Millennium Falcon and, and how his, he got and, his name and his, like, and his droid and how he met Chewbacca and the fact that there's this other girl and 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 Darth, Darth Maul, Maul just the and, end. and that the good guys were all little children and it didn't, didn't make sense didn't and, you know that the thing that Star Wars fans have always wanted is an origin story for absolutely every aspect of Han Solo's you, life and I mean, wardrobe and falls. that's what fan fiction is for <laughs> It I'm right surprised Disney. we didn't see how he chose his hairstyle. No, it's just... <laughs> we didn't see him picking out imperial hair grease. Starts talking Wookiee. We've never seen him do this. Why would we have him start talking? But he, but he can yeah, I always, him, so. I always assumed that it was because they spent so much time together right. he just learned Wookiee. That, that should that be the assumption. Sense. Like, hey, I, like, at first I didn't understand it, but slowly I learned Wookiee yeah. because we've been together for so long. That kind of speaks to the depth of their friendship. Not, I met this guy and I can speak Wookiee. It'd be like Rocket in the next Guardians movie. Just I yeah. am Groot. Yeah, I, I, am Groot. I, I took high school Wookie. <laughs> Donde está el baño? <laughs> uh, but yeah, villains. There, there are some, there are some, some good ones out there. And and, and it's it's funny. You know, I'm kind of torn whether it's better to have a, a mysterious villain or one where you kind of know why they're doing what they're doing. Because Palpatine was a great villain in the OT. And he, you know, you're like, where did this guy come from? But he's clearly powerful. He's, well, I think that worked because they, they established Darth Vader. And then they're like, and he answers to this guy. Yeah. Oh, snap. And then, and then they tried to do that with Snoke and it didn't work for Snoke because Kylo was like, who is this right. guy? Like, he was throwing force yeah. tantrums. They were very scary. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard Kylo Ren's ripped. He's got like a nine pack. <laughs> See him with the shirt uh, off? Ray has. <laughs> Force um, <laughs> space time call went through. He's, he's shirtless. But yeah, but I appreciate I appreciate villains who who are somewhat sympathetic. Where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I can see why he did that, but maybe you shouldn't do it that way. I do think you know, it, it, too often it comes down to either the hero and the villain are just like, well, we I, we know we came this far, we might as well fight to the death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it comes to the okay, this happened in um, National Treasure Two. Mm-hmm. You see National Treasure Two? Yes. Yeah. So the villain is the villain is the whole time. Then right at the end, he's like, "Okay, yeah, you guys leave. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself." Like, I'm sorry, what? Your entire character has been. I don't care about you guys. You're gonna do what I tell you. Or I'm gonna kill you. Look, those. Characters... And then at the end, he's like, "Okay, you know what? You're actually the main character. So I, you know, I'm a secondary. Yeah. So you know, I'll just let you know." And they bye. had to live for National Treasure Three. Is that happening? I have no idea. I don't think it is. I've heard it was they supposed couldn't think to be of another treasure <laughs> since it came out. They're so like, what do we got? Okay, we got you get the. We're gonna have to the Declaration of Independence. The, uh, Prime Minister of Micronesia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> on that, well, <laughs> take a seat, Chancellor. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. So you uh, let us know what what villains you thought yeah. were the most compelling. Um, or the least compelling. Or the least compelling. Yeah. Who? who okay. We didn't actually talk about that. who. Do you think was were bad villains? 
I mean, I love the Marvel movies, but most of their villains yeah, yeah. are just somebody who got their suit or their power a, for a little while. It's a dark reflection it. of the hero that's evil. Yeah. Um, he's he's bad guy. I mean, uh, do we want to go back to the Star Wars? Like, I, I started with, I led with that uh, as far as I create a bad villain. Look at the Star Wars movies. Like, that... There was no Smoke. villain. There was no fear in any. Every time they showed up anywhere, they got their asses handed to them. There was never scariness until Episode Nine, where you had nine thousand star destroyers that could blow up planets, and they also died in a split and yet, second. And yet, because, and, and yet, evil. Palpatine was like, "We're just gonna let them hover where they could get knocked." Out. I don't understand. Why would you not put them in space? <laughs> there was just far too much to hate about that. Anyways, excluding the worst movie trilogy ever created, um, <laughs> thinking of, that, of, of really. You watched Twilight. <laughs> okay, that, that was, was a trilogy. trilogy. <laughs> that was a trilogy one, and I enjoyed it more than the Star Wars movies. Ooh. Dude, I it's because I have less value of like I didn't care that they just right, right, those right, characters, right, 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 right. but I think of a villain that really just didn't work. I guess if I'm gonna go back to Bleach after the Eisen arc, right? Ichigo like Ichigo and Eisen face off. Ichigo loses his powers, and then you're like, okay, well that's the end of the that's the end, right? And Bleach, the guy who writes Bleach is like, oh, shit, I need more money. <laughs> and, like, another 100, 200 chapters with this villain who came out of nowhere, who is, he's related to one of the characters we're familiar with, but he literally comes out of nowhere. And he is more powerful than everyone, and beats everyone so to it's death. A, it's an anime? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> but it's like, you start, you ended on a really good arc, and then you're just gonna be like, who, who is this guy? And he literally starts calling himself Yahweh. And I'm like... <laughs> Bruh, back off. <laughs> back off, man. Sorry, he calls himself Yawak. <laughs> like, really? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like you can find a lot of badly written villains in TV shows because they have to pump out so many. Yeah. Like, like in Dragon Ball Z, there are plenty that are just like, this is a villain for the sake of being a villain. Like, he's just angry. He's not even posing. What yeah, is this, like, not getting you for us? Like... <laughs> I mean, like, you can argue that, like, um, Broly, which are, like, the, you know, everybody loves those movies because, like, they're fun, but in, in reality, Broly is just a, essentially, like, a baby throwing a temper tantrum, like, doesn't understand, like, its power is too great, so they have to shut it. He's, he's, he's like a Phoenix. super saiyan. Yeah. yeah, and they're just trying to fight him and stop him, and it's really fun to watch because he's overpowered and, like, all these superheroes have to stop him, but at the same time, there's nothing compelling well, about you him. you know, he only gets better every time he comes back. Yeah, and, and they also just, like, reboot him, like, a million times, um... And so, like, he's not a compelling, well-written villain at all. Uh, but TV shows do that all the time. I wonder yeah. if there's a movie that stands on a just well, really poor villain. I'm trying to think of one. I can't. Think I mean, of Amazing Spider-Man Two. I pointed that out. Yeah, like, like yeah. that villain just it, like he was just a nice and, and guy. And Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yeah. And Spider-Man Three. There was a lot. I mean, and like, uh, and X-Men Three. <laughs> oh, kind of. I mean, there. <laughs> yeah, and ah, the Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, how how do you do it. that to, to Doctor Doom? I, How you do my boy dirty? I like was that? thinking about Doctor Doom, and it's nobody. Part of the problem is nobody understands who that character is supposed to be. Yeah, and not even the writers understand. Like, is he a villain? Is he an Doctor. antihero? Is he sympathetic? Is he just pure evil? Like, it, it varies from issue to Do issue within the same run. Yeah. Doctor Doom should basically be at his best a combination of Tony Stark. Doctor Strange and Reed Richards and all of their egos. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what he's supposed to be. And then he's like, but he's also crazy evil. That's what I mean. Yes, you could argue that like, Lex Luthor, yeah, Lex in, Luthor uh, in, BB, in BBS is like is a terrible. So, just because so it doesn't line up with his character. On Lex Luthor in Justice League, the the Justice League show, Lex Luthor is is you know constantly 
he he just hates Superman. Mm-hmm. So everything he's doing is trying to take down Superman, right. and he gets really close. But then his motivation changes when he meets Brainiac, and it's really interesting because he like merges with Brainiac and becomes this hyper intelligence, and then loses that, and so his motivation shifts to. I just want to get Brainiac back. So the whole reason he joins the League of Villains was it the Injustice? Did they call it the Injustice League, or was it? The I Legion can't remember if it was. I think they did the Injustice uh, League, and then they did uh, Secret Legion. Society. Secret Society, I think. But I don't know that they ever did Legion. Whichever one they were calling themselves, right? Because it's it's not Guerrilla Group. It's basically it's the same. Grodd. Guerrilla Grodd starts it and gets Luther on board because he's crazy smart. And Luther is like hallucinating Brainiac, and his whole motivation is, I need to get back to that level of intelligence. So Luther, they did an interesting job of shifting his motivation while keeping him an interesting villain. And one of the things that's really interesting about Luthor um, is even the end of the Justice League show, when that doesn't work out for him, he's like, okay. And a lot of the other villains are like, we got to fight on the side of the heroes because we can't profit if the world's destroyed. Right. <laughs> Which one last uh, comic recommendation for we're great for a villains episode. It's a run, it's a story called forever evil. It goes out of a terrible event called Trinity war, but basically the end of that is all of the, there's three justice leagues in the comics at the time. All of them disappear. Evil version of the justice league crime syndicate shows up on earth, takes over and it's villains, Lex Luthor leading a group of villains and Batman because those comics <laughs> um, against the uh, the no, injustice it's because League. Batman Batman is so has so much willpower that when they tried to write him out he appeared in the writer's booth and slapped him and then reappeared in the comic pretty much <laughs> and it's uh but it's incredibly interesting to watch Luthor and he recruits like Sinestro, Captain Cold, some of the other kind of villains with interesting motivations that go up against. Them. It's it's really funny it, thinking about comic book villain uh, well, comic books have such an interesting issues because you have to have you know the reason like oh why is there no death penalty for people who have committed genocide right did the hague disappear <laughs> you're just not supposed um, to think about that man. you're not supposed to think about these things because it's like well it's because they need to come back next issue kind of like the reason we knew oh when thanos snapped all those guys out we know who's coming back because they have movie deals yeah. <laughs> yep. so it's a little bit of real world kind of messing with your lore where it's like okay and and, and they, do, they do explore this a little bit Sometimes, but I don't feel like they explore it enough because they need this. They need these recurring villains. Where it's like they get their ass whooped every single week for ten years, and they're not just like I'm a genius toy maker. I can make a killing in an actual toy industry. Like, re- really? You, do you not know how much money businesses make? I, mean, like, I feel like these villains are like we have to rob banks. Do you gonna... not understand how commerce works? You have incredible talents, and you can't figure out <laughs> anything else to do with them. You guys are so you could yourself just be a spectacle. Why so money? serious? Why so serious? I just really want. That's what I really want. I really want like a comic spinoff where all the the normal super, maybe not the super powered ones, but even them, where they're just like, you know what? I can make more money and get beat the shit beat out of me less if I just took a day job. And they just like reintegrate into society, and they're just like, Captain Cole, what do you? Well, I run a ski resort year round. It's awesome. <laughs> I need a business that lets you free. And then all the superheroes like freak out and like, what do we do? We we've lost our motivation. That would be really interesting. All the supervillains like, you know what? We're done. Well, Marvel, DC, we have an Elseworlds story for you. There you yeah, go. There you go. Got it for free. There you go. Hey, what if's coming out? It's called Nine what to if? Five. Yeah. Yes, it's all. It's so good. I love this. I love this. Uh, all right. So that's our pitch for super villains we hope you make it someday <laughs> we hope yeah. you make it someday uh so yeah just, if you want to get in contact with us we'd love to hear from you let us know your favorite villain your least favorite villain what sort of villain motivations do you find appealing unappealing 
uh, stupid, interesting, blah, 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 blah. Right? Did, did you think we were wrong about anything? If, let us know. If you have an opinion, let us know. Let You're us know. entitled to it. Even if it's wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> Last Jedi. Bad. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can contact us. You can send us an email, dearlydebated at gmail.com, or you can tweet us. Tweet at us. Tweet us. Twat us. No. No. Tweet at us. Careful. <laughs> send us a tweet. There you go. There send you go. us a Twitter. Swipe right on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, dearly debate at dearly debated. At Dearly Debated. There it is. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Holy Golem on Twitter, and that's it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Chapter One Films. Also, you can email me, Greg, at ChapterOneFilms.biz. You can find me on uh, social media at Comic Exile or at ComicExile.com. And, of course, Greg and our uh, YouTube channel, Kitchen Chemist. Woo-woo! Yep. We're up to 41 <laughs> subscribers at time of writing yeah it's pretty good it's pretty, pretty good, good. We're, we're, up we're to climbing, baby. we get 100 yeah we hit 100 we can monetize it not to say that we need the money but you know yeah we need the money and ingredients cost food <laughs> <laughs> ingredients cost food ingredients cost money uh you can find that the kitchen chemist on youtube and uh we're at real kit uh, no at kitchen chem yt on twitter and kitchen chem chemist uh yt on instagram so until next time what's a good villain saying for you Next time. I'll be back. <laughs> no, that's that's a good guy. <laughs> I mean, when he first says it, he's not. I'll be back. Oh my, Shinderu. That's a good guy as well. What is, is there? Like a catchy villain catchphrase? I'll be back. Is a villain. He's not the, but he turns into the good guy. No, not in that movie. He's the villain the whole movie. The first time you hear that line, the authentic line is "I'll be back," and then he kills everybody. It's a villain line. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll be back. There it is. That's perfect for our <laughs> show. Your I'll be back. I wanna spit tax. I wanna be rude and cheat at jacks. I wanna be wicked. I wanna tell lies. I wanna be mean and throw mud pies. I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste. I wanna see some dissipation in my face. I wanna be evil. I wanna be mad. But more than that, I wanna be bad. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.